We decided to come up with a, a collaboration of a coffee and local two one nine. That'd be really cool. Yeah, so yeah. Have our own our own coffee. Coffee two one nine or cafe two one nine. We're not sure what we're gonna call it. And then give the proceeds to charity. That's awesome. Yeah, whatever charity that is, that'd I be like fun. That. So you gonna like sell some? Cause I buy like a lot. Yeah. 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 We'll do that. Big, we'll big coffee drinker. No, I like tea, but I was. I don't drink coffee either. I don't drink coffee. Just the cause. I appreciate that, Turk. I appreciate that. Oh, that's funny. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the 29th episode of According to Alan. I am joined in studio with Big Turk. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Turk, uh, uh, thanks for coming in, man. Really appreciate it. You are a local rapper. Yeah. And uh, you're on the uh, you're on the up and coming, right? So yep, you're a young definitely. guy. You're you're hungry. Yeah. Um, and also, as always, I've got Josh in studio. Hey, how's it going, everybody? So, Turk, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Like when it comes to uh, where you're from and what, what you uh, what you're like, uh, what your what your plans are, what you got going on. Well, I'm from Michigan City, Indiana. Um, right now, I mean, like I'm just trying to make music for the most part. Just try to figure out what I sound good on, what I don't. I've learned recently that the more like hype club type songs I'm not that great on, so I'm trying to like more like smooth, mellow type tracks and everything. I'm just trying to expand my catalog and try and get a couple shows and get some merchandise going and stuff like that. Heck yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the track that I really enjoyed was Take It Back, and I know we said that in the green room, but like mm-hmm. for real, uh, for me, the vibe of that song was just awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that at least you got that going for you, <laughs> you know? Um, and it seems like you're releasing stuff we, by the month at this point from a track side of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've got one we're releasing later today on the podcast. Yeah, Reaching. Reaching. So yeah. what was your inspiration behind that song? I just never really had a song that was kind of like hype and like Mm-hmm. Just like bangs, and I went to something like that. So that's kind of my attempt at getting something like that in my catalog, and just trying to like, you know, make it like a little bit bigger sound. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, an impact because something like you can like, if you're like, I know when I play Grand Theft Auto, I got like songs <laughs> playing, and so I figure this is something that like, I don't know, it's just louder. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're talking about banging it. Right, yeah. so like it's like a uh, like a, a song that you can play in the gym. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. All That's right. a great way to explain so it. So it's like yeah. if I'm on the treadmill, I want to be hearing this, or if I'm pounding out weights, yeah, this is where it's at. Yeah, and so like take it back isn't really that. So it's a little bit of a like a, an escape from that one a little bit. So this is where you're talking about being like multi-dimensional, checking out some new genres. Yeah, I'm kind of liking that take it back, like that smooth mellow type thing. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like that relaxed feel of it, you know. Mm. Oh yeah, like stick with that from now on. I think. So in that in that video though, it looks like you're pouring a beer. Oh, that's Arizona tea. <laughs> <laughs> you say because you yeah, are twenty, yeah. and that was one thing you were you did let me know that like mm-hmm. you know because I was like, dude, what kind of beer do you like? And you're like, well, I'm actually only twenty. Yeah. And so uh, I'm sure you've never drank before until you turn twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like I would I know the first time we met was uh, was digital. Yeah. And I remember it was like I couldn't even tell you what you what you commented on or how you even like I mean you might be able to tell us like how you kind of came about us but um it was like you, you I think we posted something about the vinyl collection yeah and then you're like dude I'd love to check that out I was like let's do it and then it just kind of went like ghosted I, I forgot about it for a little while mm-hmm. and then you popped up on my feed about like some kind of like you know show you were doing or whatever mm-hmm. I think it was the take it back song I think it was the hype. The, like the 10 the second trailer. Vi- the trailer yeah, yeah. and I was like oh, okay and then so when I saw it um, cause like you know how Instagram is it's like yeah. it's not linear anymore the algorithm it's stupid yeah. <laughs> well that dude we love to help you out with that stuff that's like yeah. what, we, what we've been doing pretty good job of Matt Barber our social strategist is like awesome at that stuff mm-hmm. so if you ever need any help with that feel free to ask thank you um, we've sure. been we've been we've been helping with a lot of people locally recently and it's been it's been going good for us and it's mm-hmm. been nice the more people that we can kind of help out the more that like kind of keeps the community going yeah. which is cool um and make sure that your shit does get seen in the algorithm yeah definitely. you know yeah. um but yeah no so i think we, we checked that out there um and uh it was like okay well then when i saw the take it back and then you're like well dude uh, when i reached out I'm like do you want to come on the podcast you're like sure and then we'll release a song yeah yeah because you because we were maybe thinking about coming on last week but then um it ended up being that like you were recording the song last weekend right yeah i had it written i had like the first verse done i just mm. hadn't had time to like record 
and like master and finish it all. So this is yeah. fresh out the out the oven. Yeah, this like last night I just finished like laying out the vocals and everything. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is real real new. Yeah. yeah. So we've got the Big Turk merch in here. Is this what you got going on right now? Yeah, actually I'm trying to like revamp cuz I sold out in like a week and a half of those t-shirts, so I got to like get more. I'm trying to do like um like sweaters, hoodies and hats and stuff like that. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to trying to expand more of that you know awesome yeah. uh so what's your what are your influences rap wise um i'd have to say like top like number one rappers eminem like by far like he got me like wanting to make music you know sure i saw the curtain call uh album drop on the uh in the take it back video yeah i saw I you have, have like, that yeah i try to have all my favorite like artists like their cds that i had just laid out on the table and just I don't know, like kind of lay out inspirations that way, I guess. You know? Sure, that's a good yeah. move. Oh yeah. So what other ones do you have outside of Eminem? Um, I like Wu Tang Clan. Um, Wu Tang's my like, I love it. Yeah, that that's like Method Man. Oh yeah. Uh, Old Dirty Bastard, I love him. Um, I know some of the newer artists like Action Bronson. I've got his T-shirt on. Um, <laughs> Russ. Uh, I really like uh, Trippy Red and uh, XXX Tentacion. I think like he's a really great. Uh, newer artist dude that makes me feel so old because like the last three you've mentioned i have no idea who no. they are that sucks <laughs> that sucks i never thought that would happen mm. you know there's a day where you like you feel like you're always in the music you feel like you're connected i go to Lollapalooza, yeah. never heard any of those names no that sucks i like krs1 too like some of okay the older stuff i too, can go with you know? krs1 yeah like mid 90s to like i probably cut it off at like early 2000s is where I, they start losing me with everything <laughs> lil wayne definitely um yeah like my um playlist on my phone is just ridiculous like all the old stuff um it's kind of like a clusterfuck of everything i don't nice. know if i can cuss you can cuss right, yes cool. you can cuss yes all unless right. you're like worried about your mom listening to this or, or somebody no we cuss each other out. <laughs> <laughs> so what got you into hip-hop man because that's a, like yeah. it's a unique <clears throat> thing to do i'm sure <clears throat> you've got some creative bone in you right yeah um and so like how what, what turns you on to hip-hop of all things I don't know it was just kind of like when I was younger I didn't really have many like friends or anything like that so I was kind of like by myself in my room just like trying to find something to like do in my free time sure and I kind of like I stumbled across Eminem my uncle um um had like introduced me to him and like a couple of like Royce to Five Nine mostly like the Shady Records era people um and from there I just kind of like expanded like from Eminem but probably went to like Wu-Tang and then um, KRS-One and just kind of like branched off from there you know yeah yeah. so when you start writing your like lyrics and raps and when you start uh, going out then how man, bad were the first few it, I think I started in like middle school and it was <laughs> ridiculous did you save any yeah. of them I still have like a box at home, like a shoebox full of stuff. <laughs> nice. That's what's up. That's, That's what you should have brought tonight. Yeah, I should have. Because like anytime I feel like when I write something now that I don't really like, I look back to that. I'm like, well, it's not that bad. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. When I was, uh, I went to school for English mm -hmm. and I, I still have the first paper I ever wrote and it yeah. gives me chills, like like in the worst way possible for rereading <laughs> it. Like, yeah. it's like, I can't believe I wrote that. It was in the, it was on the verge of just uh, non-coherent, mm -hmm. I would say. I mean, it's really funny how true that is because, I mean, you're listening to this on SoundCloud. Just go to episode one and take a listen to what that sounds like to where we are now. You know what I mean? Like, it, I feel like everybody goes through those. Yeah. Well, that's taking for granted people actually listen to this thing, right? Right. right so, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I mean, definitely even with this stuff for sure, like, I, I could tell you from, like, what Josh is saying from the first episode to now is, like, I, I still got a lot of room to grow, man, you know, but yeah. um, it's definitely much easier. Mm -hmm. And you don't, um, I, I, I don't know if it's the same way with hip hop, but I don't have the anxiety that I had initially of the un, the unsurety of wh whether or not you suck. Hmm. Yeah, no, I know. Does that mean. make sense? Yeah, because I feel like once you start putting more content out, and you've got like more of a following, then you're doing something right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody, like there's an audience for everything regardless. You know? Oh, yeah. I had yeah. a, uh, and, and I'm sure you've had like, uh, re like, confirmations of your talent you know through people yeah. mm -hmm. um there was one i had last thursday um we went to uh the poor house in velpo and we ran into this guy I, probably 20 people told me i need to meet this guy mm -hmm. um, his name is tony comegis and uh he's a big Radiohead fan so we we, we were we could talk right away you know yeah. and so i seen him he said, said what's up and then uh, we ended up talking for like two and a half hours and uh he actually watches all of our stuff yeah. you know and that's listens fun. that's fun um and so he was a big he's a, he's, a, he's legitimately a big fan um, 
And one of the things he kept saying is that he just really loves the vibe, but he like he thinks that it could be better. And he was like really being beneficial and complimentary, like how we were in the green room and saying like that's my favorite stuff you guys put out. Um, and it's because you look nat- you look like it's just like we're in the room and having a conversation. Yeah. Um, this felt sometimes like it was like we were putting it on, like it was kind of scripted. Yeah. And he, and he was the guy who was like, "Dude, just lose the headphones." check it out you know and it's like all right well we'll see you know it's always like a it's like you're always fine-tuning your craft right yeah definitely do you have any mentors in the game uh, locally that that you can kind of give credit to that's kind of giving you those kind of confirmations i mean like not really anybody sort of guiding me but i know a couple people that i work with like um uh, freddie northwest braylon um dozy um chambers uh, uh tater gray just some like local people that i started with like Tavante Tater Gray got me on like my first track. We went to Chicago and we were, it was like 2014, I think. No way. And, so yeah. you've been in the game for what four years then? Yeah, like actually like putting stuff out, but I deleted that because it was it was garbage. You know? <laughs> it was total trash. But I think like the more that you do, like especially with me, like working with other people, it just kind of like you grow off of each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like you can kind of like gain insight about what they do and what they don't do and what works for them you know what i mean so oh, it's yeah. kind of like constructing together heck know? yeah heck yeah. yeah and once you get in that vibe where you, you don't have to explain so much yeah it's mm-hmm. nice because then it's like you can have that communication that's kind of like mind to mind as opposed to like having to explain everything yeah mm-hmm. you know we were uh, editing that hub run video saturday and the entire time i don't know how to use adobe premiere i've never really tried to, to use it and so i felt like my hands were tied behind my back when it comes to stacking the footage and it was driving me insane yeah <laughs> and so it was like it would be nice it was it was nice once we started getting into a vibe of it and being like okay well this makes sense right yeah so i definitely get that where do you see uh big turk being future wise man where is this going know. i'm hope. well i'm trying to um, put out more music i'm filming a couple music videos um over the summer so i kind of want to like grow more that way and just kind of like market the shit out of it and just try and get like a bigger reach you know what i mean sure and hopefully just try and get maybe a couple more opening spots hopefully a few headlining spots and just trying to uh just grow naturally in a way you know I'm not really really looking forward to like any like record deals or anything because that's kind of like they just take money from you like you get a good amount but you know what i mean sure i don't know you know what i mean well the record deal is a night i mean what you're really kind of selling yourself for is instant fame right yeah instant distribution and Mm -hmm. instant marketing dollars yeah that you're probably not going to be able to get on your own right away Mm -hmm. no right right that's where they get you and so it's like it's a faster ladder but is it the right ladder i don't know Mm mm-hmm you know? I just feel like the longer that it takes you to get to where you want to be, then the more like you'll savor it and the longer it'll last. Because like you get like the one hit wonders, like yeah. to not name drop or anything, but like you're there and people know you for like a year or two, but then you're just gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want that. that. That's a real you know? thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a weird thing, man. This whole music thing's so weird. It's because like you start off with no fame. Yeah. Then you get a little fame. And then if like if you're lucky enough, you get a lot of fame. And yeah. then the money starts to come in. But it's almost impossible to stay the person without fame that you are now with fame and money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. things change, man. Your mm-hmm. your life changes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a crazy up and down. And you see it with music, like musicians all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, what do you uh, – so when it comes to writing songs, mm-hmm. what kind of songs kind of – I know you were talking about beats and how you're changing that up. But yeah. is there anything you're like – do you kind of lean on any style of writing? Are you conscious? Are you just kind of – or are you just kind of just throwing stuff together, whatever rhymes? I just kind of mostly throw it together and then find a style that would fit it. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't go out saying, like, I want to make this type of song. It's just kind of like, if I'm listening to a song or, like, several songs that sound the same and I like that vibe, then I'll try and aim for something like that. You know what I mean? Sure. Just to, like, not put myself in a box and say, I'm going to do this now and then that then. You know, I don't want to have, like, schedules of what I want to do. You know what I mean? I like to be, like, free to do whatever like if i think of a rhyme i'll write it in my phone and then i'll like more and more later on and i'll try and compact them and see how that works you know nice yeah do you uh do you follow anything like from like a historical side of like music like the beatles or like uh even like a kid a for radiohead where they're like literally deconstructing songs all the time do you ever get into any of that stuff uh, I like the deconstructed series on genius where they like go into like song breakdowns and everything yeah but, yeah um not really i mean i just kind of listen to music and just 
gain inspiration from whatever I listen to. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I don't really like have a source that I go to, but um, I noticed that the more I listen to like heavy lyrical rap, like Tech Nine or Eminem or people like that, then it's easier for me to come up with something. Because if you listen to like, I know for me, if I listen to newer rap where it's kind of like it's all hooks and everything, it's harder for me to come up with something different you know mm. so I'm, i feel like that's kind of put myself in a box where i'll have like that same type of um like song set up and scheme in my head but if i have something like really lyrical with a whole bunch of flows and melodies and stuff mm -hmm. then it's kind of it's more room for expansion and growth with that you know hell yeah i think that's one of the hardest things about being younger dude is like you kind of just trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong in your own head yeah you know and mm -hmm. like I think one of those things in particular is, especially when you're a creative person, is how much do you escape from influence and how much do you embrace it? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. And it's a weird, it's a weird philosophical divide because I know even from like uh, the older I get, the more I'm like, you know what, influence isn't a bad thing if you show it. Yeah. It's not a bad thing because mm. people can tell like exactly where you take, where you've not taken from, but where you've been inspired by. Yeah. To like pay homage to right. what you like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I can't really verbalize what I'm trying to get at, but just like showing, you know, yeah. It's weird. To, it's it's hard to explain. Yeah, definitely. Because like you, sometimes you get so caught up in like, well, I'm really excited about like, so I love the Ramones, mm -hmm. but but like you get into a band and you're like, well, let's just play the Ramones because we just listened to it, or let's let's go the exact opposite of what the Ramones are because it'd be too clear what my influences are. Yeah, and it's mm -hmm. like it's weird. It's a weird mind game, mm -hmm. you know. So, uh, what? So, like, you're from Michigan City. Yeah. What's going on out there? What's a 20 year old kid doing in Michigan City, dude? Honestly, you just go to the beach, like Lake Michigan. That's if you awesome. Have chance, but uh, when it's winter time, you're kind of like stuck in your house. You know, there's really pretty much video games and the beach and listening to music. Um, I don't really get into like parties or anything like that, so I just kind of like stay by myself and do whatever. You know? No kidding. Yeah. Look at you, locking yourself in a room, dude, like an artist. Yeah, I That's mean, what, yeah. kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, you go to school too, right? Yeah, Columbia uh, in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, what are you studying there? Um, I was doing audio design and production, but now I'm doing the, um, uh, business marketing and management. So nice. Yeah. Not only can you be the talent, but you can know if you're getting screwed. Yeah. And ripped off. Yeah, you can have an idea of it. Yeah, that, that's that's uh that's awesome, man. That's uh that's such a value. It seems like there's another like there's so many horror stories from athletes and musicians who just like they don't care about money at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it's like they find out down the road when they don't have it anymore, <laughs> like how they got screwed by it, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. Josh, do you have anything? I know you've been sitting there. No, quiet. I mean, uh, as a you know, going to school for kind of like the similar thing. Yeah. Um, I think if I were to do it again, that's what I would go for. This is the business side of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as an artist, I think, I mean, I'm not really playing anymore like I used to, but if I were to try to stick with it and really try to push forward and try to succeed, I think definitely I can, I can learn my craft on my own. I can get better at what I'm doing by myself. Um, but to really dig into the business side of it, I think that's important. So yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Right. Because if, if you put in, if you're passionate about it, you're going to find the time to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So it's almost like, why don't we just go to school to learn the stuff we don't want to learn on our own? And I think yeah. it's a lot easier to learn <laughs> to learn uh, the business side of it that way than the hard way after, you know, when you're trying to actually do it and you do get screwed by people. Yeah. It's much more, it's, it's better to learn it in school where there's not many consequences. Well, yeah, that's so true, dude. I, I was going to ask you guys too, like, uh, not to switch like total gears on you, but um, it just kind of came to me. And this is, I think is a good topic. I thought local music sucked for the longest time. Mm -hmm. I really did. Every time I was exposed to it was to through cover bands. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. like they're never playing good songs. And I know I'm saying that publicly, which is going to make some cover band yeah. people be pissed at me. Yeah. But it's like they they play to an audience that's like they're it's Damn it! I'm, I you just you just feel like you're hearing the same songs over and over and over. It doesn't matter what band it is. It's too. not to people who like love music. It's true. Sure. But I mean, when I say love music, I mean want to know the history of it, want to know yeah. the creation of it, right. want to track the influences through artists. It's mm -hmm. not really for those people. It's for people who've really listened to the radio their entire life mm -hmm. and love getting those memories back of what it where they were when they were hearing those songs. Mm -hmm. Right. Right, yeah. so it's a you're different getting, vibe. You're not like wrong. top 40s, but like top 40s of forever ago. Right, like I don't mm. need to hear Bon Jovi. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I personally mm-hmm. don't need to hear it, but there's, I mean, dude, clear, dude clearly sells out arenas. Like, what the hell do I know? Right. But it's for a different type of music music fan, right? Yeah. And so the first time I started getting turned on to local music was through Josh, because mm-hmm. you have a lot of ties. And it was like, okay, well, it, maybe there is something more than this. Um, and I found some, but I haven't really been able to find a lot. I think Turk's actually probably one, and I would say Turk and Hysteria are the two that I've actually liked. Sure. Sure. That I've heard, and that's not saying that like you know. And I've only really, really heard heard one track. I've heard the, um, I've heard the one that you had like the illustrated video for, and that one was pretty solid. Yeah, the man. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I think the one thing I would like to see from a distance is how you kind of form this whole thing in, in like a package. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because right now it's like little bite size. So I'm interested to see mm. what happens in a package form. Yeah. Which is really cool. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Because that kind of creative vision mm-hmm. is a different yeah. world. Right. You know, right. that's the difference of like Little John and Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the full album. But um, being in the game, like, do you guys see any local artists that are like really dope that I do, people just don't know about that would be really good that like yeah. iconic people in this area? Like like outside of Turk here? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Turk, yeah, Turks on the side. Like, when they, I mean, you know, like, like, like I said, is there anybody? Yeah, I mean, I got, I got some friends that are still in the game. Like Mike Golden, my, he's killing it right now. Really? Yeah, I've never even heard that name before. I just saw him today at Tomato Bar. Really? Yep. He's still, uh, still, still in the area. What kind of music is that? Uh, it's a band's called Mike Golden and Friends. I've played the tracks from him before. Oh, okay. Do you remember uh, the acoustic thing, the acoustic sounding track that we were going to use? Um, for the, th- I, I can't talk about it because we're trying to pitch it. The video that we did with what Joel. What a great story! This is this, this is the movie. Crown Point, where we flew, where we were at uh, Crown Point High School. Okay. Okay. Remember the. Oh, you're talking about the sound? series we're trying to pitch. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to talk about it because I can't. Gotcha. Because someone yeah. will steal it. Because somebody will steal, steal our shit oh, all yeah, the time. So that's the way it works. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just trying were, to be. I was trying to be vague without. I thought you were pitching a music like a song. Do you remember the song? Like, I do. They originally the acoustic sounding one. And that's, I said it would that's work. That's Mike Golden and Friends. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So he's. I mean, he's he's awesome. He's from the area. All right, mm. so that's one to check out. Yeah, Dirt. yeah. My um, dude, Chambers, he's like ridiculous. Zach Chambers, he's uh like, I would rate him up with like Eminem style because he's like fast and lyrical and everything like that. I met him when we opened for Riff Raff last year. I don't know, I think it was like 2016 or something. But it was he's really good. And then uh, Freddie Northwest and Dozy, they're like they're really close friends. I met them uh, through the Riff Raff show too. And they're like ridiculous. They're out of um, Valparaiso. All three of them are, but okay. like, really, you know, they're like really like. I'm surprised they haven't like gone like top level. It's ridiculous. They have, <laughs> really? like, I think Dozy's around like he's over like a hundred thousand plays on pretty much like everything. And same with uh, Freddie Northwest, like killing it. Y- yeah. Damn. Well, they're really good. We'll have to have yeah. them on one of these days because that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I always, I, like, my love is music and always trying to bring, like, I, I love art and I love yeah. music. And so we do those Tuesday takeovers all the time where we get people involved in that. I would love to figure out some capacity where we can highlight musicians. Yeah. That would be awesome. I know we had something in the works, but we haven't really followed up with it. Right. So I got to kind of keep that up. And it was going to be a live concert series. Yeah. So that would have mm-hmm. been cool. Um, but yeah, no man, that sounds awesome. And so, like, where's the name Freddie Northwest come from? Because that's not the Northwest; it's the Midwest, right? I never really asked him. I think it's just like the Northwest Indiana region. Nice, really. What you know? So yeah. he's really keeping it local. Yeah, love that. And so it's all just lyrical. Um, he's more like I don't know how would you can't like for me honestly I don't know anybody that I could compare those two to. You know what I mean? They're kind of like in their own lane, doing their own thing. It's like Dozy. Uh, I love like, that. Sings, I love that. Like Freddie, um, he's more like rap. It's, it's, I, he's probably like more like Kendrick. I would think. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's no, awesome. He's good. I yeah. do love me some Kendrick. I've got some music to listen to. Someone was just telling me about Twin Peaks this weekend, and they're telling me, and like this person, I had a, an hour conversation with him about music, and we were on the exact same wavelength. Okay. So he was like, Twin Peaks, got to check him out. One of the best shows he's ever seen live. Wow. And it's like, shit, well, that's, that's a, cool. That's a bold statement. And now I've got all this music to listen to, too. Yeah. Which is cool as hell. As if you didn't have time before. Well, music's, I make, I find time yeah, for music. That's, that's, that's like my meditation. That's true. That's in the so shower, true. in the, you know, oh, everywhere else. And always, would, yeah. Always, dude. Yeah. I want to, like, my dream house would have just a sound system in the bathroom. Like speakers from the shower? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. None of the bullshit, like, pills. I'm talking like no, speakers like built into the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Just enjoying it. Yeah. That and just a, a uh, like one of those, um, what are the saunas? 
I a want a sauna, sauna yeah. with a, with a sound system and a sta- like a like a shower with a sound system. Uh, I, th- I thought maybe you were going to say a mini fridge for uh, beer. Oh well, have you re- well, if oh, you no, no, you have not. But what? a beer, <laughs> a shower beer is like one of the greatest things on the planet. Next year, next year you'll learn about the shower beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a few things like I try not to be judgmental, but there's a few things that I uh, generally ask people: is uh, Are you a fan of the Beatles? If they say no, I, it's kind of weird. And then uh, <laughs> if they don't like shower beers, that's mm. the quickest way we get on the same page. If they say yeah. yes to both, then I know we're like the same person. Mm. Yeah. But really try shower beers the day you turn 21. Try shower beer. Definitely. You'll yeah. understand. You'll get it. You'll it's, get it. I think it's birthed from vacation. I think that's yeah. what makes it so great. Sure. It's because like you're on vacation. Now you're drinking all day for, you know, it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's where I had my first shower beer, vacation. Was it? Yeah. Do you, do you remember your first shower beer, Alan? <laughs> it was in college for sure. <laughs> it was not on vacation. <laughs> that's funny it's one of those times where it's like you know like there's going to be a party later a house party and then um you're getting ready and so uh yeah. you have the pregame beer in the shower the pregame yep <laughs> yeah uh but well, i've but all been there that, that probably tell me tell people a little bit more about my alcoholism than anything else though yeah. um but we, usually, we usually side. drink on the podcast they should know by now yeah <laughs> yeah well i think every video that we've ever done has been about breweries at this yeah. point so. there's literally a growler sitting next to you like yeah. not even a foot away yeah so uh, I was going to uh, ask you, Turk, um, before we uh, check out this song a little bit, anything that the people at home should be uh, checking out on it? I know you said it's a party It's a party track. Yeah. Um, and you, it, it's like it's fresh out the kitchen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, last night finished the vocals. Um, I kind of think of it, I don't know, it's different from what I've done. I haven't really done anything like this before. I just, it's kind of like one of those like headbangers type things. I, cool. Like I would think. But I try to like add lyricism to everything, so it's not like that, like that slow, like A B A B type stuff. Like I try to make it more complex than it needs to be sometimes. But yeah, but those complex moments is when you learn the most of the creativity. Yeah, cause uh, I feel keep like pushing that, that man. Empty, yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. Keep pushing it, dude. Never, yeah. never settle. Mm. That's the hardest thing. And it's like I, I know it makes me an insane person to work for sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not very good at settling, dude. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Josh will be He's a, not wrong. No, not no. Wrong. No, I wish I was better at settling. But as like a creative person. That wouldn't make you you then. I know. But, yeah. it, it, but it creates a lot of friction. Unfortunately. Yeah. We, we make it through it. <laughs> we do. okay. We, we do. Um, the one thing I was going to ask you about too before we uh, debut the track is, um, so you played your, was that your first show? Was the House of Blues? Oh no! Um, it was at Big Shots, a music venue in okay. Portage. It's not there anymore. That, yeah, that closed. That was a horrible venue. I no. actually really liked it. I thought it was really cool. You liked it? I yeah. Cause what did you like about it? I just because it was kind of like, like I get like there's arenas you can play at, but I kind of liked it because it was like small. Mm-hmm. Well, not like small, but it's smaller and it's just kind of like roomier. You could tell like the ambiance was cool. Like they had like Biggie posters and like poster. What am I thinking? But you still had the two you know floors, I mean? which was cool. Yeah, like that bar upstairs and okay. the downstairs, yeah. So I agree with you guys on that point. I think that the decor was solid. Yeah. I thought the two levels was intimate, and I really loved that, because the second mm-hmm. level, you're on top of the, the stage. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're right yeah, you there. Oh, yeah. Everything. yeah. The bullshit about that place, bar was on the top level, and you couldn't leave the top level with a beer. Oh, well. That's stupid. It's stupid. I, I, I like to see shows from the floor. I feel like that's... Uh, the only way that they could make the shows all ages. Yeah. So it's just a jurisdiction thing at that point. Well, it's not fun for the 35-year-old, no. you know? Yeah. And I, mean, I just don't want to, like, talk to, like, the dude that ran it. Um, Ed got me my first show there, so I'm not I'm not trying to, like, talk down on it. <laughs> but, like, in all honesty, like, I really like the venue. You know, I kind of wish it was still there because I wanted to do, like, if I, like, hopefully when I do get big, I, I wanted to, like, come back there as, like, a yeah. homecoming show. You know what I mean? That'd be awesome. Ed's, yeah. Ed's a cool guy, too. I know, yeah, I know, I know Ed yeah, as well, like yeah. yeah. So I didn't mean to shit on Ed. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Ed's probably a great guy. I was just talking mm-hmm. from, the from like, the perception of, like, the Yelp review. Like he's, the he's a big metalhead. As yeah. a consumer. Yeah. He's a metalhead. He's a big metalhead. I felt like, you know another thing about that place that was crazy? Mm-hmm. So I went there in the summer last summer to see a band. Yeah. Uh, my buddy's brother was the drummer of a band. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I, they did not turn on one ounce of air conditioning. Mm. It was I don't think so. They do hot. have air conditioning? Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I don't know. I've never. Mm. I've never. It's seen mostly it like outside temperature when I'm there. It's like kind of like the same. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, and it was like hot as hell that day. Mm-hmm. And it was at the point where I wore like a sweater because I thought I'd be inside and you never oh, know with those yeah. things. And it was like, dude, I was like, I was like hot yoga. Dude. It was like hot <laughs> yoga. It was horrible. Um, but I'm trying to think of like, so I saw one show there way back in the day and it was Seven Mary Three. Do you guys remember that band? Mm-mm. No, it probably not. Um, small 90s band popped up, had three songs, bounced out. Yeah, that's gotcha. pretty much it. And then Twista got arrested around there, didn't he? Yeah, I think he was like riding around in a Rolls Royce. I'm pretty sure that's why they called him over. That's what he does. Oh yeah, because like who from here is he rides around a Rolls Royce? Crete. I don't know where Tim. I don't know where Twista lives. I feel like I think it was in Crete. I think you'd be surprised how many nice cars are in this area, though. Yeah, I, I've seen like a couple of Lambos like in the Maryville area, but I've never seen a Rolls Royce. We were I mean? we were driving to Rosati's. Last weekend, oh, yeah. last week or two weeks ago, uh, two, weeks, two ago. weeks ago, two weeks ago, and, now. and there was like this Audi that looked like a, a Maserati in front of us. That's the yeah. uh, R8. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. looking at this thing, and I'm like, dude, how much is? I'm I'm not a car guy, so mm-hmm. I'm like, Josh, how much is that even? I know cost? a little bit, but not. I, so I threw out the number. I was like, I don't know, like maybe 130. I was wrong. It's like what? I thought it would have been <laughs> 75, and, and then it, was, it ended up being 200. 200 thousand dollar car. Damn. Yeah. It's crazy. So like, and I see him around um, the downtown Velpo. Yeah, there's some cars over there, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like every time I go down there, it's like, oh, there's a Rolls Royce, there's a Bentley. It's like it's crazy. Mm. Yeah. So that was so your first show was at Hot Shots. Did not mean to call out Ed. So Ed, no, I apologize no, yeah, no. already. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with podcasting and having opinions about shit you shouldn't have opinions about, right? Right, right, right. Um, and then. Uh, what, so what was the next show at that point? How um, many shows like, have you played? Um, I think it's like seven or eight. All of them were at Big Shots except for the House of Blues show. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. And so uh, was that? So that's your biggest show, House yeah, of Blues. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, because yeah. that's crazy, and you always never forget your biggest show. And that yeah. one was like, I mean, it looked like from at least the footage I saw, mm-hmm. it looked like there was a good portion of the crowd there when you were on. Yeah. And it looked like they were at least feeling it. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, me and my dude, uh, Chambers, who I was talking about earlier, we split the set. And it was it was kind of cool, like, me and him just sharing the stage. I think people enjoyed it, you know? Like, people come up to me after the show saying they liked it, passing out, like, CDs and everything. It was a really cool experience. What kind of like anxiety levels? What kind of anxiety levels going there before that show? Uh, like before the curtains open, I was like tweaking out of my mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I would have like the handshakes and I'd have the yeah. microphone. I'm thinking I'm gonna drop it, but when yep. it when it opened, I was kind of like, all right, because you can't really like you could see the first couple like maybe five to ten rows of people, but like the balconies you can't see anybody, and so I just try to like imagine that I'm there and nobody else is. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, yep. like looking at people, but not acknowledging it you know what i mean but you get a sense yeah. of adrenaline too once you start oh, that like as yeah. soon as that first couple seconds is through you're like dude yep. i got this let's, yeah. let's go and then it's just fun from there there's a crossroads in your mind and i can only explain mm-hmm. it to like when i've been doing the live stuff is that like you come to this crossroads where you're like the anxiety is coming in a, a like a fever pitch yeah <laughs> and it's like part of you wants to just sprint off the stage yep and the other part wants actually it's probably 80 20 80 percent of you wants to sprint off the stage 20 yeah. percent's like embrace it and hit it head on but until it until it starts until it starts but then like you've got once you get the confidence to make it happen and bullet mm-hmm. once, mm-hmm. once you like write it like a bull yep. it's like then you're then you've got it Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that, don't that, forget those that, moments. That eighty percent leaves, and then it, it kind of flip flops. I don't think it ever. In. I don't think it ever leaves. Oh, maybe I just have a different experience. No, I think it stays. It just it just makes it in a different form. Okay. It turns into adrenaline. Sure. Okay. Sure. Does that make sure. sense? Yeah. So it, so it is kind of like flip flop, but not not really. You're just going adrenaline. I don't know. Yeah, so like you're you got the anxiety, right? It's eighty yeah. percent. There's that's when the doubts locking in. That's when right. you want to get the hell off the stage. That's when you start to question everything you've been doing up to that moment. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's like halfway through, I'm like, shit, am I doing this how I should be doing? It? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then by the time you're like, fuck it, let's roll. And then you get out there, exactly. you, you yeah. like you've embraced it. Uh-huh. Now it's like you've lost the fear and the anxiety, but now it's all about like maintaining the it. adrenaline yeah. and st- trying yeah. to figure it out yeah. corralling it you know what i'm saying because yeah. it never leaves it just takes a different manifestation sure yeah. it's weird i can get behind that yep so what was your biggest show josh oh man um that's a tough one 
Uh, probably Congress Theater. I like. I think that's my coolest coolest venue I ever played. Large uh, audience. Yeah, it wasn't really anything special. It was a battle of the bands type thing mm. that we were there, but it was still a couple thousand people. Where'd you finish in that battle of the bands? Not, uh, not very good. <laughs> I, I sucked back in the day, but uh, yeah, we had fun. We had a good time. That's, that's all. Cool. That's all that really matters, you know. Cool. I think uh, so. I was in a band from nineteen to twenty-one, and uh, our name was Joe Mama, and we were I was just doing a bunch yeah. of covers, and uh, we played a, a Purdue party, a house party. And that was one of my. That was probably my favorite show we've ever we ever did because it, it for one time felt like what a rock star would feel like. like I'm sure you felt like a yeah. House of Blues. The anxiety, people are waiting for you to come on. Mm-hmm. You go on, and then you at least in your mind slay it. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, I feel like even if I suck at a show and I know it, I'll rework it in my mind. I was like, I did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Could always yeah. be worse, man. Could always be worse. So that's cool. Um, so any shows on the horizon? Uh, not yet. No, ever since Big Shots went away, I've been having trouble like finding spots. Like, there's spots you can do it, mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to pay like fifteen hundred dollars for a ten minute opening set. Nah, we you can know? we can figure something yeah. out, dude. That's a rip off. I'd agree with that. Can yeah. you call those places out? Who's charging amateur artists for stage time? I mean, I don't want to call anybody out, but I think it's like people think you want to like pay to promote your stuff. But I feel like it. It's, I don't know. It's, what? It depends. So there there is a. Uh, that's real an idea where well I mean I've seen it in tour I've never seen it for one show where you can pay an, uh, a larger artist that has a following a set mm-hmm. amount of money to go open for him on tour now see that makes sense because you're piggybacking the exposure right, right. so if it was a one time show and you're paying 1500 bucks to open for X doesn't matter who it is and that guy's got enough following that that many people are going to be there then I get it Sure. But. So say you're on tour. Just a little insight into the music business here. Let's just say you launch a tour. Mm -hmm. Uh, Say 15 dates. Something small. Mm -hmm. You are traveling just the Midwest in a van. Mm -hmm. Right? You got your equipment in there, which I don't know from hip-hop side of things. I don't know what what kind of equipment are you rolling with. Pretty much like a laptop. Yeah. So you don't need a mic or anything. You've got. It's all. That's all pretty much given to you, right? I mean, like I'll probably have my own mic just because I don't trust people. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because people get on mics. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure they're not all sterilized. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and plus, I think mics capture a specific sound. I know we do with podcasting that, here. It's that, like that's a real thing. Yeah, they they capture it, and like the more expensive you get, you kind of want that's an investment. Yeah. Sure. sure. Mm-hmm. Right. So you might as well put it around. So like, if I do, if I book that 15 date tour, mm-hmm. and I got venues. Do I call these venues individually or my manager? Probably when I'm small, I'm calling them, right? Yep. Yeah. And I'm selling my own merch, right? Yep. That's just the game. And so if I go book those, do I got to pay all 15 of those venues to play it? No, no. Usually they're paying you S- some set of guarantee. So that's bullshit to pay for stage time. Like In said, that sense, it really it's bullshit. On, yeah, I think so. It really mm-hmm. depends on who, the, who you're trying to... What's that place in Highland now? What's that place called? There's a venue in Highland. It, well, it used to be where Brandon works. It's oh, the silver right, buckle. right, right. Uh, it's called c- Cuffs and Hoses or... Hoses and Cuffs? Hoses and Cuffs. Well, some, some, <laughs> some, yeah, yeah, yeah. some sort of That's what it sounds like to me. Um, the, uh, but they got the uh, the room, they're calling it, which is a cool name. It, that's, that's kind of a cool venue. The name, yeah, the venue called The Room. Are they charging people to play there? Uh, no. I think they're paying people to play there. Okay, cool. Because I don't like that. That's bullshit, man. Yeah. Like, you should be yeah. able to, like, dude, if I were to own a venue and I'm bringing in local artists, I'm not expecting shit. No. Right? No, you should not be paying to play anywhere. Uh, not, no not, not, not way. Not at your level. Not at no, your level. Yeah. No way. Like, you'd think that they'd be like, okay, here's a couple hours. And the only way don't run out my, my, what's that? Is if, like, you're opening for Kanye. Then, that sure, you got, you got to yeah. pay to get on that bill. Because Kanye is going to make the money. That makes sense. Right. So what you're, you're paying for the exposure. That's, so, that's all it is. So what other expenses are going at you right now from a hip-hop side? Like, so, like, you've got, you said venues are trying to charge. <laughs> yeah. And then um, you mentioned off-air that the uh, the tracks are expensive. Yeah, like beat leases and everything, because I don't like to buy leases. Mm-hmm. I like to buy exclusives, because with the leases, you have to, like, pay a certain percentage, and it's hard to, like, divvy that out, especially when you're releasing independently. 
So I just kind of do exclusives and pay like a little bit more, but mm -hmm. not have to worry about anything and just keep all the profit off everything. And you know that nobody else is going to use your track. Yeah. Oh, so you're buying exclusivity. You can it, they'll share it. Yeah. Oh, right. shit. So you could be like 14 tracks hovering around the one that you just got. Yeah. And if you're leasing it, they all have the rights to use that track too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so then merch, right? Merch is an expense. Yeah, that's, that's the most expensive, but like you get the most profit off of it, you know? Cool. And you said you yeah. sold out of your shirts already. Yeah, I think I have like two more mediums left and like one extra large, and I think that's it. How much did you run? How many, uh, how many, uh, what kind of print size did you run? Um, it was like 170. Awesome, so, dude. Yeah. That's nice, huge. Man. So you got a, you got nice. a group wrong. I mean, you're starting to get a little bit of momentum going. Yeah. Mm. I feel like the more I do this type of stuff and like with the more commercial releases and like, um, like promotion wise with it's like YouTube PR, music man. videos. Yeah. yeah. I well, think that'll grow. But you were talking about a, doing a, a form of a music video, which I don't know if we could talk about publicly because I don't want anybody to steal your idea. Son of a bitch. I just oh. let out people into that. Unless you <laughs> want to talk the, about um, it. I can say it's like loosely based off of Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. So yeah. 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 I'm really I'm looking forward to it because lots of fake blood, um, some extras and everything. It's like kind of like I've only done three. Like this will be the third music video that I've done. But it's like the biggest like spare no expense type thing just because I want like the best quality. Sure. You know, because if I like even with getting the props and everything, like I don't want to have something that I look at. At when it's like all over and it's mm -hmm. kind of like I wish I did better like I just mm -hmm. don't want to like have that so I'm trying to do everything as best as I can you know what I mean this is just my creative brain going right now mm -hmm. but you know what part of Silence of the Lambs I would totally mock in a rap video what's that that spot where she's have you seen the video or have you seen the movie recently yeah that's still my favorite movie probably okay yeah. so she it's like towards the end mm -hmm. she's stuck in Bill's basement and that oh, green yeah. that green light goes on like it's like and like she's the in pitch vision? black yeah if you could figure out a way to put that into a song and make that two and a half minutes, mm -hmm. that's intense, dude. I feel like, okay, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like I could do something with that. Yeah. That's intense. Because mm -hmm. that's like, the, like even though I don't care how many times I've seen that movie, mm -hmm. the second that scene hits, dude, I start getting like anxiety. Yeah. Being in mm -hmm. the pitch black, not knowing where a killer is, man. That, yeah, that is pretty scary. It's <laughs> yeah. insane, man. Especially when he's got night vision, he's just hanging out on it. I don't know how mm. you can do that. Like, we're just as a brainstorming, but mm. there's got to be some way to spin that into something dope for a music video. Yeah. My, do, my dude, the director, Chris Vergara, he did Take It Back, and he's doing this new one that I'm doing. Like, he's, like, ridiculously good with these, um like, special effects and, like, the camera angles. I don't know how he does it, but, like, he makes everything look really good. So cool. I, I think he could do something like that. So, Chris, what's his background? Um, that I know of, he kind of does, he's more like a visual artist, I guess. Like he just does mostly like, he does music videos. Um, he films a couple weddings and he does, um, uh, he's getting like flown out in May to like, I think the Philippines wow. to do like a commercial for an airline. Cool. But yeah. Well, you need to hook us up with him because we're doing a lot of video production, dude. And so anytime we can get around someone talented. Yeah, no, that's I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So, um, we'll debut the track. Um, I don't know how you want to do this, Josh. Yeah. Um, this is a first. This is an A2A first. Check it out. How about you guys just listen to it right now? My whole team going Why you always reach, bitch? My whole team. Why you always reach? Yeah. Yeah. Bitch, you reach.
reaching. Yo, yo, bitch, you reaching. Hey, goddamn, bitch, you reaching. Reaching, bitch, you reaching. Reaching, reaching, yeah. Uh, bitch, why you always taking my back like a hit that reverse? Pop a couple bottles till my eyes get blurred. Fuck on a bitch till the words get slurred. Never take it back home, bitch, it ain't your turn. Nah. Better motherfuckers, better let them all learn. You fuck with turd, then he better get burned. Better get that work before it takes that turn. You begging you kidding, but I take that turn, yeah. Why you try to stop me knowing you could never top me, bitch? No, I go call my crazy when I hit it, she go They say, they fucking with your homie cause I ball like I'm Ginobili Cause I spit it, never slowly, never spit it like a phony I'm in Haman, had them trophies, so I get it I'm a lonely, I've been cruising down the street In my whip, on Franklin, put some coil up on my teeth Go grill up on the Franklin, bitch with bacon, money, blanket Add some commas, what I'm making, say they speaking on me Well, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So that took you how long to put together? Um, the writing probably like a day, and then I like to split up record time sometimes, just so I don't get like over exhausted. So like total maybe like three hours, like hour and a half each day. No way. So that's twenty four hours. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because, first of all, the beat is awesome. Whoever was kind of, I don't know what that effect is. What is that effect? And like, it's like, it sounds like it's like a, uh, on a turntable. Yeah, like the DJ, yeah. Yeah, like it's like the, slowing it down, slowing down yeah. the beat, and then like kind of letting it kind of kick back up. Yeah. Um, that is awesome. So whoever mm-hmm. you got that beat from, t- yeah. hats off to that dude. My dude, Luke White, uh, he produced for XXXTentacion too. A couple of his stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Man, I wish I knew who that was. I That's, am, I'm I sure am. that sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh, did he yeah. do the the video that like got a whole bunch of hate of like like hanging some kid or something? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I saw that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. That sounds. It intense. was a, it was a crazy promotional piece. Everybody was talking about it. Sure. So yeah. the um, but I think it was like that. I don't know what verse it was, dude. But it was like you threw like three different flows out there. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite thing to do because I don't like. Keeping the same, it just feels like boring almost, you sure. know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the, to me, that's what stood out in the Take It Back video, too, because your first verse is different than the second verse yeah. from a flow side of things. Yeah. That was awesome, man. Thank you. Keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's, Definitely. That's, that's yeah. badass, man. And so, I, I dude, uh, I mean, is there anything, Josh, any kind of reaction that you want to kind of dude, throw you, in? Dude, you keep pumping that stuff out, you're going to be fine. You're going to be just fine. Yeah. That, that was solid. Dude, I, I want to manage that. you. I mean, if you want, I would yeah. love that, dude. I want to produce all your tracks. <laughs> yeah, 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 we got to start getting like a, a music stable here. Yeah, that would be awesome, You'd dude. Say no more. I am in. Yeah, because that's that was that's wild, man. Like it just, I, it's not that I'm surprised because the Take It Back video to me was like, okay, this is not stupid. Mm-hmm. And we've heard some stupid shit before. Because sure. when we like when we first started this, we were like, "Hey, local musicians, send us some stuff." Some yeah. of it was crazy bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And so it's like I was even telling Josh, I'm like, "Dude, is there any way we can just filter some of this stuff?" You know. Mm-hmm. So I was using him as a filter, but then he just stopped asking for people to give him tracks because some of it was just uh, I don't know. I was getting more bad than good. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that is just crazy, and I could feel the banger vibe too. Yeah. Because it, um, it has a sense of confidence to it that I think you embody in person. I mean, I, if that I, makes any yeah, sense. Kind of, yeah. I think it's, I think this track's actually, I think your flow is bigger than, like, you're more humble in person than I think mm. your tracks show. Mm. Yeah, I like to be, like, goofy and just, like, stupid. On sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I don't know if it's because it's, like, the first time we've ever met, you know, and so I don't know if mm. that changes it up. But um, you just seem kind of even keel. And then for that, to like even flipping up the flows and like you just you're way more confident. It feels like you're yeah. confident in person, no doubt. Yeah. But that's like another level of confidence, yeah. which is I think is the way I, I catch why yeah. it's a good gym vibe. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, because I, I mean, that's what I want to work out to. That's why like zero to 100 is like on my track list of all time yeah. for working out. Because it's not about the beat or like that. It's just really about no. the vibe of the song. Right. Mm-hmm. Sick, like, dude. That heavy bass, it just kind of like gets me in a spot. Where I'm like, fuck everything, let's go. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, 
So when it comes to that, then like, what's the next move? Are you going to try to flip up the like what you got going on from stylistically again? Yeah, it's kind of like um the next one for the music video that I'm working on. It's kind of like a whole like like really like mellow and kind of like not really emotional, but like it touches on like dark shit. You know what I mean? Like I really like like hardcore like dark satanic shit sometimes. You know what I mean? Like that whole vibe. So I'm not trying to like match that, but it's like it's really dark. And cool. I know a couple of people I play like the beat for, and they would like turn it off because it's too creepy. Really? But yeah. Like I can play you the beat too if you want to, just like a sneak peek of it or whatever. I would love to check that out, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's... we can't give away. We can't give it all all away in one podcast though. We gotta, <laughs> yeah. we gotta let your fans be hungry for something. At least something. off the air, okay. I'm down to check it out because yeah. that stuff sounds awesome, man. And that's two in a row there that like. Those two tracks in a row on its own is like you're 10 away from just like slaying an album. Yeah. Yep. Now I'm trying to put out a project. This is like after this song, I'm trying to like just pump out as much as possible and put another project out. Yep. Crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, no, there's a, you got a ton of talent, dude. That thank was you. awesome to hear. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, so thank you for sharing that on the podcast. I feel like we've been we've been given a gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so uh, is there anything you want to kind of wrap up with, Turk? Anything? Uh, nothing really much. I mean, you can find me on social media, uh, at Big Turk, B-I-G-T-E-R-K, um, Apple Music, Spotify, iTunes, to listen to streaming anywhere. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say, yeah. Sure. That's what's up. Did you, uh, did, where are we at time-wise? Uh, 47 minutes without without uh, track. Without track. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm just going to kind of go around the horn here and talk about some things that have happened real quick. Feel free to jump in. This will be like our, since Josh is pussing out now and not doing the movie stuff, Mm. um, I'll just do this, uh, which is, I feel like you're, you're, uh, you're really giving, you're like letting down the audience. Oh, okay. If you guys, if anybody calls in and says they still want to hear it. And you can't push you know it outside of this podcast. You know Shelgren's calling in. Yeah, Shelgren's sending me Shelgren's a text. Shelgren's definitely calling in. Yeah. God damn it. Okay. So, we, uh, so which is like that that uh, podcast is rapidly becoming one of our most popular. Um, that was Shelgren, though. That's not me. Uh, your Fight Club story explanation was f- hilarious, dude. <laughs> so was your Matrix. Like, I feel like we're losing. This it feels bad. I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of Josh being having a conscience. <laughs> that's not fun um but uh so i was just kind of going to go around uh what's been kind of going on with us i know we've been crazy busy um we've got about 12 production projects on the ho- on the horizon right now that we're trying to book and we're starting to meet with a lot of producers we've got two blogs potentially uh launching and we've got about uh two more podcasts that we're um, going to be in experimenting for. So we're trying to figure out this Facebook Live. Once we figure that out, then we'll be golden. Mm-hmm. Um, but if uh, you've been following us, you know that we released that Hub Run video yesterday. That was awesome. I can't believe how many people came up to me and was just like, hey, are you Alan from Local 219? And uh, just a great conversation came out of it. One person, um, I think her name was Emily Evener. I did not write that down, but uh, she came up to me and she's like, are you Alan? And I'm like, yeah. She got one of our gift cards from the craft beer contest. Oh, no way. Yeah. She hasn't That's used fun. it yet. That's fine. Hasn't used it yet, but it was awesome meeting her. So that was cool. Um, and then another person uh, that was really cool to meet too was the, um, I believe it's their called like the Calumet. Um, okay. Uh, my video producer walked in here and just thought he was like, thought an A-bomb was going off or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it was, it, she was awesome. Deanna was really cool to meet. They do a lot of running stuff for the area. Um, it's like a group of people that's been around for 40 years and they, the Calumet Striders I think their name is Jeez. and they just go around just running races and so I think they do like 20 a year so that's it's too much yeah I think one's too much yeah. but 20, I can barely do more than walk you know yeah what about right. like those uh, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't ran a mile since like 1999 I don't think I ever have I'll walk <laughs> like, what are those uh, like the Tough Mudder yeah are they doing stuff like that too I, no, that's a good question. I don't know if they're doing that, too, because that seems to be more fitness-oriented. Right. But, uh, yeah, no. When it comes to, like, after being at the race, I think I could do a 2K. I think I could do a 2K. That's, that seemed like to be over, like, starting and over within. Down and back. Yeah. I think that's pretty easy. Uh, not easy, but at least something I can, you know, handle. The 5K, on the other hand, like, I saw we had it's, – it's a pretty funny clip. We'll never show it publicly. <laughs> but uh, I was at the finish line, and some little girl must have been 11 – Crosses the line and just pukes all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, then she told her dad, 
oh, I threw up. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was better, watching her throw up or your your reimagination <laughs> of that. Maybe that's the next no, segment. It actually was like that. Like, it actually happened. She, like, puked, and she felt bad. Her dad's like, just, just go. Dan's got to get a mic. Yeah. Dan's got to get a mic. Dan's got to get a mic. Okay, so. Uh, I have a fourth spot. Yeah, so there's no way I'm ever running, and so I'm with you on that. Um, no. There's no way. Yeah. But they are into it. The one thing I am into, though, is that we've been talking to Trek a lot, the bike store. Yeah. Um, and first of all, I had no idea how expensive tricy- like bicycles can be. Are they expensive? Dude, they had, they had $7,000 bikes in there. Really? Yeah. That's like a car, like a used car. Yeah, you know? yeah like, exactly. Do you want to buy a car or a bicycle? A bicycle. But people buy them. And bikes don't have air conditioning. <laughs> that's a true that's a that is thing. true that is true and there's no speakers yeah. you gotta bring your own speakers uh-huh. you know um, so yeah but this thing actually the one that he had me test drive uh, was it was awesome it was a uh, it, it was self propelled so it doubled your your output so okay, you'd be going yeah. 17 but you're really going 34 and yeah. it felt like you were driving a car Damn, that's it was intense. Wild. It was wild, yeah. dude. It was wild. So it, I guess if you have the money, what's what's five thousand, seven thousand bucks? If you have yeah. the money, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll ride around for a seven thousand dollar bike. <laughs> Anything that makes me feel like I'm not exercising, I'm in on. That's uh-huh. so fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, the other thing that we released this week that I wanted to talk about is I don't know if you know this, Turk, but um, there's this event called the Publicity Club of Chicago that they're bringing on to Northwest Indiana, mm-hmm. and they've asked me to host. So yeah, I think be, I saw an Instagram post about that. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be happening. And uh, we did a Facebook Live this week with Lindsey Kramer from Prime Real Estate. Mm-hmm. Really excited about that. I think that um, she said there was an increase in ticket sales, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure how big of an increase. It's probably because of how fly you were looking in that video. Is if that I what it was? I so myself. Like 3-6 Mafia fly? The kid, the kid <laughs> cleans up nicely. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I appreciate that. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, it is, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, the other thing that we, uh, so if you don't have tickets, I think they're at PCC or publicityclub.org or publicityclubchicago.org. You can find those if you just check it out. Uh, it's going to be a cool event. What it really is like supposed to be for is for, I think it's like $35 a ticket. It's for local people who don't know how to get the media to cover their stories. It's the media telling you how to get their your stories covered. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool event. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Even though there's a potential of me getting heckled there. Um, so the uh, Hobart Police Department, we were there on Friday shooting stuff. That was sick. So well, well. awesome. Good. Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't at that shoot. So no, looking forward to that. We learned a lot about police officers. Turns out, if you really wanted to, you can sign up and do a, a ride along. Dude, really? I would. Yeah. You I can think, do that. I think I'd be. I just well, finished. Uh, I just finished Flint Town. Great. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Yeah, it was. So awesome. I'm like super hyped about yeah. police officers right now. Yeah, I would totally do a ride along. Yeah. yeah. You seen Flint Town? No. It's on yeah, Netflix. It's on Netflix, yeah. Yeah, they say you can, you can it's Holbert was the only one that he was mentioning. You can sign up and do ride alongs, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he was, I was, uh, he wants to listen to this. He wanted to start a business potentially. I won't name the officer's name in case there's a problem with that. Sure. I don't know what the backstory is, what sure. shit is, you know. Um, but he wants to start a business where he puts people through training of what it's like to be a police officer. And I told him about our gang does series. And he was like, that would be awesome. That's where we started talking about you getting tased. <laughs> do I get to fire guns as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I well, mean, we'll then... do all the fun stuff, but then it just, you got to, re- if I'm getting tased, everybody's getting tased. No, you should do it in slow motion. Slow motion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turk, you're not helping the cause. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, if you get tased, that's a guaranteed 10,000 views. Someone's got to get tased. Mike, the intern, already volunteered to do it. All right, I'll get tased. <laughs> yeah, Mike's already <laughs> said he's been tased once. Hey, Josh, if it helps you feel better, I'm volunteering to get bit by a canine dog. So. Oh, but I would do that too. I would do that one. Yeah, that's not that that's bad. That's not so bad. bad. You got a sleeve? Yeah, like, yeah. You don't get really sleeve. bit. Uh. You just. I mean, I guess it's a kind of a moment of intensity. Well, with don't a dog put the wrong it. arm out first. No, I'm talking like the full. No, no, don't I'd be a be pussy. Scared. Just wear the sleeve. the sleeve. Just wear the sleeve, yeah. What, what, whatever limb is out in front of the dog first, that's what it's going for. Yeah. So if yeah. you just put that thing out there, it's grabbing on your arm. Yeah. So so if, if Mike's getting tased and Dan's getting bit, what are you going to do? Mace. Oh, wait. <laughs> pepper spray. <laughs> oh, my God. Pepper spray. The, the officer did say that pepper spray was the worst. By far. They have to do all three of these things to pass? No, yeah. They have to just do the, Bullshit. The, the, the two. They have to get tased and pepper sprayed for, for sure. sure. Yeah. 
And I think they get the dog bite too. How do you, if you want do you milk? Get, How do you get rid of pepper spray? They the the officer said it takes thirty minutes at least, and it, like it gets in your eye. Yeah, he said like he wanted to crawl like claw his eyes out. Yeah, they're not spraying my eyes with this shit. Well, well essentially that's what you do when you get pepper sprayed. Yeah, you get your eyes sprayed. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's not habanero sauce. That's it's worse. Generous. This has got to be worse. I wanted to get him one of those Carolina Reaper tri- chips. Oh, yeah, like those individual packages. Yeah, yeah. then yeah. film that, but they didn't want to do that either. Hot stuff isn't that bad, though. No. I, I, I think I, I, I don't know. I think I can do that. Josh, you're going to have to have some value to this company. <laughs> Eventually. I thought it was your segment. You, you would be so surprised if I left how much shit would not get done around here. <laughs> I thought for sure it would be your movie You would never have a, a podcast again. <laughs> that would be gone. Eventually, Josh, you're going to have to do something around here. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I quit. No more podcasts. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we're going to be meeting with uh, two more officers of the Hobart Police Department for a video. I can't say why. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> um, We'll be meeting with two more Hobart Police Department officers, and then we're going to be meeting with a Maryville cop and a Crown Point cop to create this video. Um, should be really cool. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. I can tell you it'll be released May 18th, but I just can't tell you what it's about. Fun. Um, what we're finding out on this, Turk, is that everything we say gets stolen. And then uh, yeah, if thieves. we talk... Yeah, and it's uh, just the way this game so, works. So like, we want to tell our fans like what we're doing, but we have to kind of do it secretly. Yeah. And the other thing we're finding out is because of the perceived success that we're having, people who maybe have not have been our competitors before are now starting to become our competitors. Yeah. It's fascinating. But I guess that's what innovation does, you know? Yeah. It's people fun. like to take everything and make it their own. It's so I true. Mean, it I saw. I, what, uh, See, that's the fight with influence. Yeah. The, the philosophy, right? I saw yeah, a quote definitely. today. Uh, it was, one man's hustle is another man's ladder. That was kind of intense. That's I a great one. That, yeah, that's a great one. I was like, "Damn, that's that's pretty true." What was? Uh, remember, you guys were there when we were in uh, Cafe Fresco on Saturday. Tony Sorcy came in, and we were talking about maybe having like a like a Christian, like a real like real religious conversation, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Not one that like is preachy, just one that's like, if you have questions, let's ha- let's talk about it, right? And what did, what was his uh, what was his quote? Hospital gets uh, uh, hospitals for sinners, or the church is a hospital for sinners. I think. So. Is that what it was? Today in church, I heard the same quote. Did you? Wow. Two times in twenty-four hours. That's, that's, how, that's how the shit works, that's dude. Crazy how the world is. It is, man. I can't tell you how many times, like we we mention something, the next day we see it. It's so crazy. Um, yeah. So did that, uh, Bree. I would like to say, since we mentioned Cafe Fresco, I feel like I'm there six hours a day at this point. Yeah. So I might as well start paying rent. <laughs> yeah, and that's a real thing. So. Yeah, I, think, I think your rent's gonna be the that uh, brew, the, the combination. Yeah, we still got to talk to your uh, collaboration of a coffee and local two one nine. That'd be really cool. Yeah, so yeah. We have our own our own coffee. Coffee two one nine or cafe two one nine. We're not sure what we're gonna call it. And then give the proceeds to charity. That's awesome. Yeah, whatever charity that is, that'd I be like fun. That. So you gonna like sell some? Cause I'll buy like a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Big, we'll big make coffee that drinker. No, I like tea, but I was. Just I don't drink coffee either. I don't drink coffee. Just the cause. I appreciate that, Turk. I appreciate that. Oh, that's funny. And so the other thing we had going on t- this week, uh, today, right before I got here, we had to actually delay the taping of this an hour because Adam Robertson, um, over, he's a uh, great guy. We went out to beers at Beer Geeks one night and hit it off. Um, and so we're always rooting for each other. He just started a restaurant in Munster called Simple Greek. It's like Greek Chipotle. Check it out. If you, it's uh, It was an awesome thing. So uh, looking forward to that. That opens full time tomorrow. Fun. So that's really cool. Um, things to look out for this where's week. That, where's that located? So you know where Centennial Park is? Okay. Right there, on that side of the road. On Calumet? On Calumet. You can't miss it. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to go check it out. Yeah. It's right in my backyard. So. It's great, man. It's really cool. Um, so the other thing we've got here is I haven't talked to another guy, Mark Ulrich. Uh, he's or Ulrich. Uh, he's a pastor at Rethink Church in Maryville. Met with him. Awesome guy. We'll be collaborating in some capacity down the road. Not really sure what that is yet. And then um, I met uh, a, f- a family member of yours. Um, I know we're a week and a half back, but I didn't have the chance to kind of wrap this segment up last week. Uh, Brooke Metz. Oh, nice. Okay. And she was awesome. We'll have her on the podcast one of these days, too, because she was just a barrel of laughs. Um, That's on the other side of the family, just because people know that I'm your cousin as well. So, I know. other side. So... 
I'm you're my cousin through marriage. Mm-hmm. He's my he's my wife's cousin. Yeah. And Brooke is also your cousin through marriage through as marriage. well. So Brooke and I have more in common through you. Sure. From a distance, right? Yeah. All, yeah. I don't know if that made any sense at Good all. Good story, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. On top of that, like every it feels like every time I go out, I see somebody, and I, I'm, I apologize if I don't have everybody on here, but it's just a lot to talk about. Um, so maybe that's the new segment that takes over your movie thing. Instead of going right off the base with like the local 209 stuff, Boom. we lean into it towards the end. hey yo. Turk, anything you want to uh, add? I know you already talked about where they can find you, but... Mm. First of all, I appreciate uh, you coming out here. I know that's not a that's not an easy drive. No, I mean thanks for having me. It's, it's fun. I like yeah. it. Yeah, we're gonna have to have cool. you come back again. Yeah. Cool, for sure. And especially if if uh, if LeBron loses every day that you're on this show, you're gonna have to come back the entire series. <laughs> all right, okay. Because <laughs> if that guy can get booted out of the first round, it'd be like like a early Christmas present. Yeah, he hates LeBron. I do. It drives me insane. Yeah. No. Do you want? I mean, do you want an explanation on that, or or I feel like we're already kind of getting late here. Yeah, we're at an hour and two minutes. If you've listened, you know my love, my my, my hatred for LeBron James. All right, so uh, thanks for listening. Josh, uh, those, do you want to still do this part, oh, or are you good? I don't know. Don't you steal this from me. <laughs> oh, this one you're good with. Hey, this one I'm good with. Okay, what is what do you got to say? If you'd like to know where to find us, we're at uh, Local219 across the board, uh, except for our Twitter, Local underscore 219 for that one. And um, if you don't feel like hitting us up there, uh, go ahead and send us an email. Josh at Local29.tv or Alan at Local29.tv. Sure. Thanks for listening. Last thing before we leave. This week, look over. We got the CEO of St. Jude House, Linda Perez, coming on Wednesday on Talk Local. That's going to be awesome. She's great. She's literally like one of the coolest people ever. And then Tuesday, we're having Jessica Jessica Corral. Um, Her kids are going to be taking over our Tuesday takeover Fun. and showing a lot of their art. Fun. So it's elementary school kids showing their art on our, on our Instagram, so that should be pretty cool. Um, so other than that, like Josh said, follow us everywhere. Turk, thanks again for coming in. Thanks for having me. Um, pleasure, man. You're going to have to do this again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Later.